Let's sync our cycles. Three, two, one. Oh, that was bad. Let's do it again. Three. I was off. Two, one. Okay. 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 What if people had that option? Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, <laughs> the game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. I'm your co-host, Wes, and this is your other co-host, Ethan. Ethan. The Kurtz... <laughs> Give me... Are you taking this away from me because I lost again? <laughs> the puppet would let me say it. <laughs> The puppet has no choice but to let you say. Should I get your puppet that I worked really hard to make sure didn't have Trump hair? Despite me having Trump hair? Yeah. I was like, I need people to know this is Wes, not Trump. You know, I think there'd be some really funny content if you made a Trump puppet. I think that would be a really strong audition. I don't think anyone's ever done that before. He's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to make some cooking videos with puppets. But I only have sock puppets, so I can't do Swedish chef stuff with my arms. So I'm going to have to have a lot of those ones because they're going to get gross. Ethan was quizzed on Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, you remembered my joke. Thank you. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um kind of bummed i haven't seen this uh, this is my favorite prequel movie i think it's everyone's favorite prequel movie it- i think it's pretty indisputably <laughs> the best prequel yeah I'll, I'll tip my hat here now and spill the beans this is the best one of the three i yeah i think most people are correct that the events of this movie probably could have been the span of those three movies like that's mm-hmm. Everyone's at the correct age. <laughs> All the relationships are established. We don't have to see them develop. Um, perhaps we're not even interested in seeing <laughs> them develop. And, you know, in this one, Hayden and Pad uh, uh, and Natalie Portman at least look similar. Hayden and Padme, Padme are at least close Anakin in age. Anakin and Padme. <laughs> they appear Anakin close in and age. and Natalie. So, yeah, let's go over the quiz results, and then we will... Oh, I don't think I ever... I'll, I'll have to write my questions for uh, how toxic of a fan you are. But, yeah, let's go over the quiz results. Let's do it! What do you know about it? Uh, you gave... a. One of your shorter lists. <laughs> I know. I goofed. I was. I really wanted to eat ice cream. And I couldn't do that until we were finished recording. You know that's not true. I was. I. You know what? Honestly, with the last episode and how the audio came out, I could have been eating ice cream <laughs> the whole time and it would have been fine. You said General Grievous is in this movie. 
he has four lightsabers. He has more than four, but he uses four. Does he have six? I know he collects them, but I... How many were in his cape? These will be good additions to my collection! <laughs> General Grievous is fucking cool as hell. Uh, one of my favorite tweets from Paul Tompkins was just like, Did we ever find out why that droid coughs? <laughs> <laughs> why is he sick? Uh, and he turned the replies off on that tweet too. <laughs> good that's the smart choice i'm gonna start tweeting about star wars with comments off um you said jar jar kicks the shit jar jar kicks the shit out of droids doesn't happen he's a pure businessman this movie you only see him i don't he doesn't speak he's barely a presence Mm -hmm. um Padme dies in this, which leads to Anakin attacking Jedi. Not quite. Yeah, and kind of switched around. Anakin starts attacking, Anakin attacking Jedi. attacking Jedi, which leads to Padme dying, though she's not a Jedi. <laughs> Padme starts killing Jedi. And Anakin <laughs> gets died. Dies his hair. Um, he dies at the color of fire. Which only lasts for so long. You said someone right, has the I'll high be right ground. Back. Hold okay. On. These these cats. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, talk about the dying. <laughs> That's the title of my autobiography. I finally found <laughs> it. Dying. Let's talk about the dying. Oh. Uh, you said someone has the high ground couldn't tell you who Even it was now. uh it was obi-wan yeah uh luke gets left on tatooine he gets born you also left out the fact he, that he's born oh uh, you left out of the fact that uh leia is his sister yeah so i'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> uh i had a meltdown when they said she's having twins and i went who's the other twin i would know about this wouldn't i uh and then Kira's like, Ethan. And I said, oh, right. Luke and Leia are brother and sister. I knew this. <laughs> um, but I never put together the fact that they came from the same parents. Yeah. I thought they were, you know, blood siblings. Like they made an oath in infancy. No, I, I, <laughs> I knew mean, that wasn't the case. To be fair, you haven't seen the movie where that's revealed. So maybe it's not at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, it wasn't locked in. Because obviously I know vader is luke's father but that you can they're half siblings <laughs> it's weird to me that they're twins though i think that's bizarre it will be even more bizarre when we go into return of the jedi maybe i'll make this a question how what does leia remember of her mother <laughs> because she apparently is able to recall memories. yeah yeah, I think that's why it didn't click, because it feels like a weird retcon that they are twins. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like they're the same age at all. Nope. I mean, I guess Luke is just a farm boy, but who knows? Uh, you also said Dex makes a grand return. 
I would have loved it. Well, that was upon your prompting. He, he doesn't, but it would have been great if he did. We need a solo, standalone, Dex, a Star Wars story. Star Wars story. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'd be all in for that. It's a Camino, da. <laughs> it's just an episode of Obi-Wan. Bar Rescue. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> It's just an episode of Bar Rescue where Dex... <laughs> It's discovered Dex is running a toxic work environment. I was going to say that uh, he was originally the host of Bar Rescue, (laughs) rescued that bar and went, this is the one for me. I found my forever home. Uh, And uh, the Jedi Order dissolves. In a way. (laughs) They hold a vote. <laughs> <laughs> they hold a vote and they say, I think it's time we took a break. <laughs> Let's revisit this in 20 years. <laughs> Three to five years. I give you half a point. Thanks. You've gotten a half a point on all the prequels. <laughs> with this I'm really mad that I forgot all the Palpatine stuff is from this movie. Yeah. My favorite quote, which I did with my uh, escape room manager way back in the day where we just go... No, no, you will die. <laughs> I'm too weak. I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> power, unlimited power. <sighs> and then suddenly his voice drops. <laughs> Well, apparently using force lightning is the equivalent of giving yourself multiple strokes. Different strokes? Mm. <laughs> um, so I can see some of the downsides of the dark side now. Yes. Now that Palpatine suddenly becomes interesting. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Palpatine has become interesting. <laughs> Why is Anakin so pissed off when he becomes a member of the Jedi Council? He said there's too many secrets. (laughs) It's true. There are too many secrets. Uh, He's not being given... There's too many secrets about power. And he's pissed off that he didn't save his mommy. It It wasn't so much about the mommy. Yeah. In the background, it's always about the mommy, because mm-hmm. he doesn't stop talking about it. It's unclear how long it's been. I'm not saying if your mom dies, get over it, but it's, it also shouldn't be the first piece of conversation anytime someone talks with you. It's been about six seasons of a TV show <laughs> <laughs> since episode two. <laughs> uh, I started watching the... Uh, 2D Gendy thing. I didn't finish it, but it is neat. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I was primarily looking for what really seems to piss him off the most is that he doesn't get the rank of master. It's so dumb. It's so dumb that it's that's just a the technicality. Thing that he wants. <laughs> yeah, like clearly, like once his first council meeting's over, like Obi Wan has like missions for him and stuff. Like clearly, the council is utilizing him and treating him yeah. as like a full fledged member. 
Honestly, if he waited... Clearly wary about... Like, who wouldn't be weary about someone who has absolutely no authority over the Jedi Council? Who wouldn't be wary about the only Jedi that's dressed in all black (laughs) all the time? It's just a phase. He's going through a goth phase. (laughs) He's been doing that for the six seasons of a TV show, though. Who is General Grievous? And what's his most notable vocal trait? sick he said robot droid man super lightsaber skills uh and his vocal trait is that he just has a robot voice yeah um and he uses first and last names (laughs) very formal (laughs) uh i don't think he does that no um this is just an opportunity to talk about general grievous right yeah uh, I, he's, he's not a droid. He has a, a heart. Yeah, he's a cyborg. Yeah, he's the only true cyborg. Well, I guess Luke and Anna can become cyborgs with their hands, but, like, he's more cyborg I think the canon backstory for Grievous is that he was, like, an assassin. I could be getting this wrong, but he was an assassin that was hired by Palpatine to work for the, for the Separatists. Mm. and then he was he was like i think too rogue so palpatine mm. shot him out of the sky <laughs> so <laughs> that he could make him into a robot man either way general grievous is the coolest thing to come out of the prequels yeah definitely far cooler than anything else oh except for dooku <laughs> Except for Dooku. Dooku's so cool. Who we'll talk about later. So cool that he's an old man. (laughs) Um, uh, What was I going to say? Man, he gets wrecked. (laughs) General Grievous gets it the hardest, I think, out of anyone other than, like, Anakin. Yes. (laughs) No, I would say Grievous gets it worse than Anakin because... He gets shot in the heart six times, lights on fire from the inside out. (laughs) you know what you know he does get it worse because he is ignited from the inside out where anakin takes it from the outside and dies and he dies that's true he doesn't even survive man that fight is so cool it's actually really good it is that entire like sequence i would say a lot of the battle scenes in this movie are Mm -hmm. pretty cool I think they really found the way that they wanted to use the spinning lightsaber flourishes because the language of the fights becomes a lot clearer and yeah. that the flourishes are a way to keep the opponent guessing because they're trying to predict the future and where you're going to be. But that's harder to do, especially when someone has four lightsabers. Yeah, although he's not particularly great with four lightsabers. No. <laughs> He goes I've from four in to the two Jedi arts. <laughs> yeah. You've been trained in being a fucking edgelord, General Grievous, and that is cool. <laughs> but won't work out for you. Uh, I would agree with that. I would say that the the lightsaber fights in this are still heavily choreographed differently from the original trilogy, but there's more story that you can piece up apart from it than just like a couple of dudes hidden lightsabers at each other mm-hmm. even yoda's fights were better and yoda's fight is 
unintelligible in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yes. What can you tell me? <laughs> what can you tell me about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I was trying to pay attention. I was desperately trying to pay attention. Darth Plagueis is a Sith Lord who unlocked so many powers of the dark side, including maybe uh, the power to bring people back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, He then shared all of his knowledge with his single apprentice and then was killed. So he learned how to save others, but not himself or something. Uh, Yes, that's pretty much it. Um, at me star wars fans (laughs) and it's heavily implied that palpatine was the apprentice darth sephardius darth sidious (laughs) um so yeah all right you got zero points for that you got half a point for grievous and half a point for the anakin being pissed off about the council okay what is Anakin? Man, I, I, hold on, hold on. Was it at the dumb water ball show where he learns about <laughs> Darth Plagueis? I told you you'd be excited about what Palpatine and Anakin choose to do together recreationally. <laughs> but the thing is, Anakin just shows up. Like, he wasn't invited. No, he was He was invited. He was? Okay. Because I mean, he's like, oh, you sucked. called for me? And then, then he's like, Yes, and then he turns to his posse, and he's like, leave us, <laughs> and they leave. Who are those two? They don't speak. They're like the next highest up in the Senate. Yeah, blue guy with horns, I think, is the Senate parliamentarian. I don't know about bald lady. She's just a minority candy. whip. <laughs> <laughs> with those votes. Yeah, waterball show, weird. Sure. Is all I could say when I was watching it. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I wrote this other note about General Grievous uh, because I think it's funny. Uh, his plan of attack is the exact same as Bart Simpson, where he just spins them and walks towards you. And if you don't get out of the way, that's your fault. <laughs> uh, what is Anakin ordered to do when he becomes Darth Vader? You said he- your name will be Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, Darth Amadei. Darth Waterball Show. <laughs> that was a great time. <laughs> um. You said he would be ordered to kill Yoda, Padme, and to smoke some death sticks. <laughs> no. What is he ordered to do? Kill the Jedi. Kill Obi-Wan. Yeah, kill all the Jedi. Kill March the on Jedi. the Jedi Temple. Yeah. So you don't get a point for that. No. Coming out of- I wish it was murder all the younglings. Indirectly, it was murder all the younglings. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we supposed to do? 
Vroom. <laughs> okay, uh, do we have an opportunity to talk about that scene? Oh, we can talk about this. Okay, cool. Um, I like that in that part. It's kind of assumed that he just walked through, slaughtered a bunch of kids. But then you see the holographic playback of that scene, and it looked like he had a really tough time fighting all of them. <laughs> like, he struggled to kill all these children. Some strongest Jedi ever. <laughs> hey, you try killing a bunch of kids. <laughs> At this point, it's clear he threw away his humanity. Like, what's holding him back? Yeah. That one kid that Jimmy Smith just watches get killed in the streets. Yeah. He wasn't even that good. <laughs> and if he was the best one because he survived Anakin's attack. <laughs> I could have done it. You're coming out of open-ended questions with uh, one and a half points. Less than the huge. Yeah. Multiple choice questions. What news does Padme have to share as soon as she and Anakin are reunited? Uh, when I was writing the fake answers for this, I started thinking, wow, a lot of these are better <laughs> than, what, <laughs> than what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's why I fell for it. Um, you picked she's running for Supreme Chancellor. That'd be interesting. That's a cool plot line, which would have made sense as to why she's such a threat. Because she's a well-liked public figure. Yeah. Obviously, Palpatine's going to want to get rid of her. Has charisma. Yeah, unlike uh, Melting Man. Mm -hmm. She's brokered a secret peace deal with another fake one. Which I think would be... Without the context of what this movie is about, um, yes, with context, it's very cool. She has learned Palpatine is maybe a Sith Lord. That's whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the correct answer is... Uh, Chiprego. Yeah. Chiprego. <laughs> they're hardly even hiding the fact that they're married in that scene. <laughs> no. I Kira, when we watched that part, she just went, Ugh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, it, all it would take would be one of the senators to just turn around honestly and and the fact that um and are we really supposed to Palpatine, believe there's no cameras <laughs> yeah and then we get towards the end and all of the cameras are there <laughs> the, the uh palpatine refers to padme as anakin's wife repeatedly mm -hmm. and i think other people do as well so like who who is this a secret from at this point <laughs> yeah i think palpatine was confided in because they're it. best friends now, for some yeah. reason. For some reason. And, yeah, I guess Obi-Wan was confided in by Padme. Yeah, you can watch the Clone Wars! <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> Shut up. I would say even the Clone Wars doesn't do a great job of establishing, like, why <laughs> there's that relationship. What does the Jedi Council want Anakin to do? Fake answers were to hunt down and kill Count Dooku. Dookie. We can talk about that after this. To locate so General really, Grievous's so hideout. Really. I have a clip that I want to send you that makes me very happy. <laughs> to spy on Padme Amidala. Or your correct answer. To spy on Chancellor Palpatine. Spy on Chancellor. 
And that's right after, I think, Palpatine asked him to spy on the Jedi. Um, Yeah. He he fails for the Jedi nearly immediately. (laughs) It's It's in the dumb water ball scene where he's like, they asked me to spy on you. The, or sorry, I should. I need to do Hayden Christensen's accent. They asked me to spy on you. <laughs> He's from Space Boston. I don't think he has a Boston accent. It's like a weird. It. He's from Canada, but he's got a weird, like Brooklyny kind of accent. I don't. I've never picked up on that. I encourage you to watch it again, having heard that, and you will never be able to unhear his weird Brooklyn accent. All right. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about when Anakin kills Count Dooku right at the beginning of this movie. Another quote that I should have known. Uh, there's a big fight. Uh, I just sent you a clip of a part that I really like and think is funny. Uh, it's taking a minute to send, so I'll double send it. Uh, and then he gets two lightsabers. He cuts Count Dooku's hands off. Uh, Palpatine who's strapped to a chair what the fuck is going on Palpatine who's strapped to a chair says kill him do it (laughs) when they're fighting he's like yeah yeah yeah." he's having a great time he doesn't give a shit Uh, the choreography for this fight is not good so it kind of gave me uh, some troublesome expectations for the rest of the film which were shattered which is good Christopher um, Lee's old. <laughs> yeah, he's an old man. I don't. I don't blame him for for not being so good. He was in the war. Yeah. He knows what it's like for a man to be shot through the throat. Like, give him a break. I think Christopher Lee. I think I saw a TikTok about Christopher Lee. I think he was like an actual like accomplished swordsman. Huh. That's cool. I mean, I I, I believe it. If if he had the um the like military training that it sounds like he does i I imagine he would know something about swords uh but yeah i mean he's just he's old (laughs) yeah like i don't know like that was the thing about count dooku like you really traded in darth maul for this old man Mm -hmm. that's so weird to think about too because there can only be two sith two sith lords at any time Uh You throw out Maul and you go for this washed up shitty Jedi. <laughs> You're like, hey, bud, come on over. <laughs> I'm going to throw your life away. <laughs> uh, so the clip that I sent you, it's not coming. But it's the part where Obi-Wan gets tossed into that uh, metal scaffolding. Yeah. And then just doinks off it and falls on the ground. Mm. And then Dooku drops the scaffolding onto Obi-Wan's legs and just scoots him across the ground. Yes. Does not look good. It's very funny. (laughs) I know exactly Um, what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, that's the clip I just sent you. Um, And Obi-Wan's legs are fine afterward. Like, he's good. I remember seeing that as a kid and being confused by it. The the 3D model that they had created for Obi-Wan is so stiff <laughs> when it ragdolls all over the place. Yes. It's very funny. But yeah, that's that fight. Who is the first to discover Palpatine is the secret Sith Lord? 
Fake answers were Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu, your answer, Padme, but the real answer is... Anakin? Yeah. Hmm. Palpatine. That makes sense. Just tells him. Just tells him. Oh, nope. Can't talk about that. That's spoilers for a thing that you're never going to watch. Okay. It's Attack on Titan for anyone who gives a shit. (laughs) There's a reveal in that that's similar, but actually kind of cool. And then the bonus question was, what do they do when they learn this? Uh, You said that, I mean, the... Correct answer would be Anakin would then go tell the Jedi about it. Um, yeah. You said confront Palpatine. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. He draws his lightsaber for a second, then puts it away, and then says, I'm going to go tell. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> and then does he? I can't. Yeah, he does. He does tell. Okay. I couldn't remember if he was immediately loyal to Palpatine <laughs> upon hearing it, because honestly, he might as well have been. Yeah, it's what. What did you think of the Palpatine fight with the four Jedi? Um, it was okay. It, it wasn't bad. I didn't take many notes. Cool to see Mace Windu actually do stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like behind the back swings and turns that I thought were neat. Yeah. Uh Oh, but the end of that fight where they needlessly crash that window open just so that they can have the wind flowing into the <laughs> skyscraper. And uh, for a windu to be thrown out of. Man, okay, so that's <laughs> that's later, but I thought that I obviously thought Windu was gonna die earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the screenshot. Uh you told me to watch for <laughs> Mace Windu coming back after that. My man was not coming back after that at all. They whipped his ass out that window. I believe his arm got cut off. Yes. He was demolished by force lightning and then tossed out the window like a rag doll. Out of an enormously tall building. Yeah. I, what was it like to be the people on the ground where exactly. Mace Windu landed? How many people had to break his fall for him to survive and Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> to be like, I to live. To come back. <laughs> oh, man. You've you've seen the other guys, right? We've talked about this movie? Yes. I don't recall much okay. from it. Okay. The first part of the movie is the most fun part because it follows uh, Dwayne Johnson and Samuel L. Jackson as the super cops. There's this part where uh, they're chasing a bad guy who... Uh, parachutes off a building they look at each other very confidently and they say aim for the bushes and then they nod at each other and they jump off the building <laughs> and they're like free falling and they just <laughs> smash into the pavement <laughs> and my favorite part about that shot there are no bushes <laughs> they, they weren't aiming for anything but that there's no bounce when they hit the pavement <laughs> is what makes it the most gruesome <laughs> And I imagine that's what happened to Mace Windu. Yeah. Do you think he was dead before he hit the ground? No, I don't think so. You think the ground, the impact killed him? Definitely. I think he's still alive. 
I think I think he was so embarrassed in the original trilogy that he just never showed his face. He could have been such a help, maybe. <laughs> no. He could have killed Mason Boba. Is not a helpful entity. <laughs> he could have killed Boba, but at the same time, anybody could have killed Boba. Yeah, I suppose it's true. What is Order 66? Fake answers were the order to shut down all battle droids, the order to dissolve the Galactic Senate, the order to assassinate Padme Amidala, or the correct answer and your answer. Kill all the Jedi. Yep. So uh, he Palpatine gives the order to every single clone commander, and the clones turn on the Jedi and start killing them off. That was a great sequence. It was a really good mm-hmm. sequence. I wish that the first two movies in this trilogy established members of the Jedi Council as like cool people that I didn't want to see die. Yes. There's a reason why so much Star Wars content revolves around that moment in the prequels. <laughs> it resonated with so many people that there's just endless Order 66 stories out there. Mm-hmm. it's cool and it, it it lets you see because not none of the jedi are killed instantly like they all get their hits in before they die mm-hmm. yeah and it's cool yeah yoda gets away by being a coward <laughs> the stormtroopers have this is where uh the clones show that the stormtroopers are always going to suck uh when they shoot at obi-wan and he falls in the river and they're like He's dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like how they should have checked on Mace Windu. Um, <laughs> Nobody checked on Mace! <laughs> Who helps rescue Yoda and Obi-Wan? <laughs> Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Fake answers were Owen Lars, Anakin's stepbrother, Jar Jar Binks, and Naboo Senator, Jocasta New, the Jedi Librarian. Jimmy Smits. <laughs> Jimmy Smits playing the character of Bail Organa, who is treated like in this movie as if like we all are supposed to know who the hell this mm-hmm. guy is. Well, they I remember they name dropped him in episode one, and like Jimmy Smits was there, but it wasn't established then that he was Bail Organa. He was just around. Yeah. He was in some meetings with Palpatine in episode two. But yeah, it was, he, he didn't have a character. No, he's just a guy walking around. He watches that kid die and he's just like, well, I gotta go. Okay, to be fair, he does scream. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Give him some humanity. Uh uh, yeah, yeah. Th- why didn't more of the prequel movies establish Bail Organa as a character? We would be sad to know dies in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's almost as if George Lucas forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True or false? Uh, you're coming out of multiple choice with three points. True or false? Burr, burr. Ahsoka Tano, Anakin's apprentice, makes a brief appearance in this movie. You said true. I don't think so. There's a different 
woman of her race that's killed during the Order 66 sequence, but that's not her. No. Uh, so it is false. Mm-hmm. True or false, Anakin's eyes turn yellow permanently after he turns to the dark side. You said false. Ethan, what is the answer? I don't know if it's permanent. I feel like it was inconsistent. I'm not just trying to get myself the point, but I'm thinking about the scene where he's talking with Obi-Wan, with Padme, just outside the ship on the lava planet. And I don't think his eyes are bright yellow during that conversation. After it, they are. No, the only time his eyes are yellow (laughs) are when he... One is in the thumbnail for the movie. Is when he goes in to kill the Geonosis separatist leader in that meeting room. And Mm. it's the shot of him turning over his shoulder and looking straight into the camera. Like he's coming for me. (laughs) For some reason. Me, the racist caricature of a Chinese man. Um, Yeah, he has yellow eyes. It's unexplained why he has yellow eyes. Oh, I figured it out. It's racist, but I figured it out. <laughs> um, later on, it's revealed in canon that it's some force power called Force Rage. It should be called Force Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes. <laughs> be careful, you might awaken his Force Eyes. So yeah, it's I think that's one of I think that's one of the most laughable. It doesn't look good. And it looks quite bad. It doesn't it doesn't intimidate at all. It doesn't scare. It it just leads to more questions. (laughs) And why is he looking at the camera? (laughs) Because he's going to kill you, the listener. I mean the viewer. But in the context of the movie, why is he looking over his shoulder? <laughs> he just killed all those people. Because he's cut. He he's uh, the midichlorians are telling him someone's watching you, and it's the viewer who he can never get to. <laughs> True or false? We see a Wookiee tear a clone trooper's arms off. You said false. Yeah, it don't happen. No, no. Would have been cool. But this movie is, uh, what, PG-13? Yep. King Shark's out ripping people in half in fucking Suicide (laughs) Squad. That shit's cool. True or false, Padme dies from a broken heart. You said true. (laughs) Arguably the worst part of this movie. For reasons we cannot explain, (laughs) she is dying. She just died. She lost the will to live. I re- that hot piece of man meat doesn't love her anymore. I remember when I showed this the this trilogy to Bailey. She just kept trying to find a way to like enjoy Padme as a character, but like they just shit on her so much. They don't give her anything to work with. You can you truly can't. And, and the the worst part is Natalie Portman is giving it her all. Yeah. It's not her fault no. that the character is just dog shit. <laughs> And I just remember when the robots, when they when they 
determined that she's dying of a broken heart. She's lost the will to live. I remember Bailey just turning to me and saying, Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is the res- that's the proper response. Had I not known that that's how Padme dies, that's what my response would have been. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking bad. Yeah. It's they have so reasons that she could die. Yeah. She was choked. She could have died from complications from childbirth. Like, they thought she was going to die. She, she, honestly, what they should have done to make it all the more devastating is that there weren't going to be any complications in childbirth until she was force-choked by Anakin, which caused, like, issues with oxygen getting to the children, mm-hmm. and then, like, she died. Yeah. And they could have said, like, there was some magical shit, like, all the air she took in was used to keep the children alive. <laughs> nope. Broken heart. You know what else they could have done? <laughs> Anakin fucked up during his force choke and literally crushed her heart in his hand. True or false? Dex from Dex's diner is at Padme's funeral. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't see who was there. Well, I thought you would enjoy that. Uh, we see Boss Nass make a big return. He's yeah, more... I saw Boss Nass there. That was pretty fucking exciting. <laughs> <laughs> What would be a mournful cheek shake? <laughs> Over that lot of tongue, lot of big flat tongue. Be so sad. Uh, Dex is not there. Jar Jar is there. That's the last time we see Jar Jar. Why doesn't he have any lines in this movie? This this movie needed some comic relief, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jar Jar's time to shine. C-3PO and R2-D2 aren't even really in this movie. Like, they don't even offer much. As we've established, I don't find C-3PO to be comic relief. <laughs> True or false, Han Solo makes a small <laughs> appearance at the end of the movie. You said false. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does not make an appearance. So you're coming out of this with eight and a half points total. We move to the screen grab. Mm. Where I'm getting a big old goose egg. (laughs) You betcha. We have to talk about it. So describe what this scene actually was. Uh, So this is the scene right after they kill Count Dooku. And they're escaping and... Is the planet exploding? I don't know what the fuck is happening to the place that they need to get out. Oh, they were in an elevator trying to escape from the trade, the separatists, yep. after saving Palpatine. And the elevator breaks. Uh, Obi-Wan's legs are fine, but don't work right now. Uh, so that's why he's slung around Anakin's neck. How is Anakin carrying Palpatine and Obi-Wan? Up the broken escalator. No, so, Palpatine's carrying himself. Yeah, it was Palpatine was carrying himself, and then the ship gets hit by a uh, Republic cannon, and then it starts mm. uh, sinking into the the planet's gravitational pull. Right, which makes them start running 
down the broken elevator shaft and then mm. uh they get gravity back up and running and the ship yep. goes back up and then they start falling yeah and palpatine grabs onto leg onto ankle onto anakin's cankle not going to be here very long say goodbye to your cankles anakin <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I I loved my cankles. I hate you. <laughs> uh, you said Obi Wan and Anakin are climbing out of a pit, uh, and Obi Wan uh, is scared of a thing that's chasing them. Uh, he should be. <laughs> Uh, it's in the second act before the betrayal. Anakin is already... It's in the first act. It's like the first scene yeah. of the movie. Anakin <laughs> is dark when he's figuring out what he wants to do with Obi-Wan. C-3PO is off screen. And uh, Mace has just died. So none of that is I mean, correct. C-3PO is off screen. <laughs> very, very far <laughs> off screen. So you are walking away from this quiz with a grand total of... Eight and a half points. Your worst score. Alrighty then. <laughs> oh man, I have so many complaints about Anakin at the only at the end of this movie. There's so much he says that is disproven with a single sentence. If you're drafting those questions, I'll talk about them now. Sure, go ahead. All right, I'll just talk about my recommendation. Yeah. And then segue. Would you recommend this movie? Uh, Yeah, I would recommend this movie. I think if you're going to watch the prequels, just watch this one. It's fine. Uh, You don't really need the other two. They don't provide anything that you need to watch Revenge of the Sith. Uh, And this movie is fun. It's it's good. There's a lot that you could infer and pretend like you had learned in the prior movies. And whatever you infer is probably cooler than the explanation that you're given in the prior two films. But then uh, the fights are all good. The espionage story is compelling. They really worked on that from Attack of uh, of the Clones. Mm -hmm. Um, Obi-Wan gets really fun and cool. Like, he's a good character in this movie. Yeah, they start having actual fun and, like, showing that they, like, have had like adventure like they have an adventurous spirit i don't know mm-hmm. um there's a there's a part where he's i it, it's not the part where he says you're my brother it was earlier in the movie where ewan mcgregor's talking to anakin i can't remember about what but i paused the movie because i had to go up and get something and the expression on ewan mcgregor's face i was like this motherfucker is acting his heart out he is giving everything to this scene in this moment to hayden christensen Yes, King, give us nothing. <laughs> but there's a reason that Ewan McGregor's career is good. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's a fun character. Natalie's good, but Padme is a lame character. Now, uh, I thought that some of the stuff they do in establishing Anakin's turn to Vader is cool. I really like that the first time that we see him use Force Choke is against Padme, the person that he loves. I thought that was a well-done piece of screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, now for the major Anakin complaints. He's like, oh, I'll just overthrow the Chancellor. 
what evidence does Anakin have that he's any stronger than Palpatine? Because he sucks at everything. For the most force adept person in the universe, he's really bad at using it. <laughs> um, and then this line, um, which is during the fight, and I think a lot of Star Wars fans have a problem with, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the amount of dogmatic bullshit. Okay, let's uh, let me just go ahead and recite the Jedi anthem real quick, and tell me if this sounds absolutist <laughs> to you. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. There's a lot of wiggle room in there. <laughs> it sounds like. And uh, let's talk about the Yoda Anakin scene. Towards the beginning oh, of the movie. I, I didn't even write yeah. notes because I was so mad at it. <laughs> but remind me. When Anakin's telling him about his nightmares he's having that he's going to lose Padme. And yeah. Yoda calls his attachment to the world of the living a sh- the shadow of greed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God forbid you are attached to anyone. Oh, and then there's the part where uh anakin's like the sith only use their powers for themselves but the jedi are selfless they only care about others do they (laughs) because i was just told frankly that they're not allowed to care about anyone else exactly i and like i've said in i think the past two episodes is that there's like something really interesting there of like uh like a religious organization that maybe at one time was like like uh like a like a core in the in the in the galaxy like they they save people they help people and t- and that they've lost their way, but they still keep saying that they are this thing that they no longer are. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I, and I think that's resonant with a lot of, you know, religious movements today. Mm-hmm. But um, the prequels could have said something yeah. about that yes. and instead opted to go, everything's black and white. <laughs> and then I think the Clone Wars tries to do some revisionists history like flesh that stuff out and then george mm-hmm. lucas then started taking credit like oh well see like it's all there <laughs> yeah but anyway uh i'm taking it all back i don't recommend this movie <laughs> uh they murked r4 and that is just unacceptable <laughs> look how they massacred my boy <laughs> west doesn't remember that quote even though that's a movie we watched for this podcast what movie? It's The Godfather. Oh, I don't remember a single line from the movie. <laughs> I only know that from other people referencing that scene. All right. Genocide on all buzz droids. <laughs> well, they, they killed my boy. They turned, uh, they turned all the droids off. That's true. So They're going to turn them back on. <laughs> you might be describing an episode of The Clone Wars. Um... Or no, Rebels. Uh, Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. 
Uh, the Bad Batch. I don't know if I'm going to watch that or not. I'm still debating it. <laughs> Only if they're all played by uh, <laughs> the guy who, who's Django Fett. So now I'm going to ask you questions to feel out uh, how toxic of a fan you are, um, where you end up on the dark light side. Yes. Queen. Yes, my queen. How cool is the scene where the younglings are killed? I, it's it's all right. I I thought it was it was pretty well done. And I'm not just saying that to defend myself and get light points. I think that that shot of him just lightsaber coming out that is cool and threatening the part that makes that scene bad is later when you see him doing it in the cameras <laughs> like that's stupid they never should have done that because it shows that anakin's turn he'll kill anyone but i don't want to know that he struggled <laughs> fighting this child army let alone seeing just like children be killed on screen <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't need that the character that I was supposed to empathize with for the past two movies, who I didn't, frankly. Uh, number two, how much did Darth Plagueis's story grab you? Shut up. You know <laughs> that's not fair, dude. That story's lame and bad. <laughs> uh, it could have been told. This is a world with like holograms and shit. Like. He could have made images of this story. Maybe you wouldn't see the bubbles. Watch an old. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see those cool bubbles. I think that the story itself was fine, but the presentation was lacking. <laughs> How boring was the Mustafar battle scene between Anakin and Obi Wan? That's the lava mm -hmm. planet. It just goes all over the place, and like there are set pieces that don't need to be there. Like, it could have been shorter, but the part where Anakin is so overconfident that he thinks he can do a cool backflip over Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan just cuts his arm and legs off, that part's cool. Um, I, I thought that the the some of the scenes were cool. The part where they both swing on ropes and they're, like, doing a pirate <laughs> swashbuckling fight, that's the part that lost me. Um... The part where, where Anakin skateboards up to Obi-Wan on that uh -huh. droid. I was like, sure, this is fine. <laughs> um, but metal is hell that Obi-Wan does not finish off Anakin. It just lets him burn to death. Yeah. So overall, it's just too long. You wouldn't describe it as boring, though? gratuitous not boring <laughs> if anything i got too much did you like palpatine in this movie hell yeah <laughs> i liked palpatine in this movie this is the best he's ever been <laughs> baby <laughs> just just palpatine going from ah oh, my normal voice to kill him do it <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> he's incredible. He's he's amazing. Everything I want out of a villain is Palpatine in this movie. <laughs> Everything that I want to become as a villain is exemplified by Palpatine in this movie. I would agree. 
No other villain could do it better. Vader, lame. Give me, give me Palp for Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Number five, are you, uh, final question. Are you happy with the tone of this movie? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I said earlier that there needed to be more comic relief, but there is some of that in the beginning of the movie. Um, like when there's, uh, when Obi-Wan, uh, when Anakin says, wait for R2, he's going to do this and del- disable the ray shield. And then he just swings in the room going, smashes into the wall. And then the droids just kick him over and they're going to kill him. <laughs> that was funny. And so there are light parts of this movie. Um, and then towards the end, it's, it's, it's gearing up for, for, for something heavy. So it's got to be bad. Um, I will say though that there's the, and this is where you can go ahead and give me some dark points where I recommend a fan edit of the end of this movie. Um, but I have heard that there's, there's a fan edit of this movie, uh, where it continues to do the side by sides of Padme dying as they're working on Anakin to bring him back to life as Darth Vader. And instead of having... Palpatine tell him you killed Padme <laughs> instead the scene and he goes no <laughs> <laughs> which is arguably the best delivery of a no in, in all of cinema it does unfortunately deprive us of that but it ends when Anakin takes his first breath in the Darth Vader suit after the helmet's been put on and you just hear and then it ends I think that would have been chilling and really good yeah But then again, no! <laughs> fist he like, Yeah, fist. He sounds like my cat's at home. <laughs> yes. All right. So I would say a lot of toxic fans would say that the scene where it's seeing, seeing the younglings die is pretty cool uh, and is like the direction Star Wars should go more in. I would not agree with that statement, but I think for what this movie was trying to do, that was effective. So I'll give you that's a that's a light side direction. How much did the Dark Plagueis story grab you? You said it was lame and boring. A lot of toxic fans obsess over that story <laughs> uh, to the point where they let it ruin movies for them. What? <laughs> Like, they're saying, oh, this isn't enough about Darth Plagueis? Or, like, why didn't they tell us anything about Darth yeah, Plagueis? Yeah, more Darth Plagueis. Like, why isn't this become... Why isn't this more of a focal point for the... Because it's dumb teenage edgelord bullshit. That's why we don't talk about Darth Plagueis. Oh, I bet you, I bet you really loved the game Shadow the Hedgehog, too. <laughs> Probably. They gave him a gun. How boring was... That game does have 16 different endings, though, so that's pretty cool. How boring was the Mustafar battle scene? I think most toxic fans would describe it as boring because it's just like it's uh, like like you said it's way too long. But then they're like, I just don't care about it at all. Like the the fights, the fighting just doesn't matter at all to me. And for it just to end on a hill, anticlimactic. That's cool. The that the fight ends on the hill is cool. <laughs> I love. I hate you. <laughs> 
I love desperately trying to crawl away from the lava with no legs. Oh, sorry. I texted this to Wes, but I didn't say it on the show. I've obviously seen that clip a few times. It wasn't until I watched this movie that I realized his legs were cut (laughs) off. I was like, he's crawling because he just got his butt whooped so bad. No, they were cut off in the (laughs) sky and you watch them burn (laughs) off his body on the ground. Uh, did you like Palpatine? You said, hell yeah. Uh, I think that's a light side direction. Also, question about that fight. Did they want Anakin to win? That's a weird retcon. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Who Who's they? Uh, did, did the Toxic fans want Anakin to have won the fight against Obi-Wan? No, I don't think that's the critique. I think the critique is that... They wanted it to have a more explosive ending, like the rest of the fight was explosive. Instead, they're like, why did it just end on a hill? Like, They're forgetting the fact that Anakin is a... What's the word? Um, a little bitch. <laughs> and he sucks, and he can't do anything right. And then finally, are you happy with the tone? You said it was fine, but you could have used a little more comedy. Um... I think that's I think that's light side for sure. I think most people are like I would be happy if Star Wars was more like this tone <laughs> and less comedic. Um, but yeah, it that's mainly from toxic fans who don't acknowledge that these movies are made for children. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the, not this, not made for children, for... but made for a broad audience that includes children. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, these are the people who want their R-rated Star Wars movie, yes. which I don't want that. There's a lot of fans who wanted Rogue One, and you'll see Rogue One, who wanted Rogue One to be like saving Private Ryan Star Wars. I feel like, but the thing is, I wonder, and obviously I haven't seen it, but direction-wise, I feel like the concept of Rogue One wants for like an r rating or something like that not saying it has to be but it feels like it would trend in that direction just like how venom is is damaged by its pg-13 rating (laughs) and 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 there will be carnage will absolutely be damaged by its pg-13 rating and I've never been more excited <laughs> to be fully vaccinated to go see a movie in theaters. Yes. <laughs> um, so coming out of the quiz, you have eight and a half points. Um, and you are at uh, your five points towards the light side of the spectrum, which is five out of eight points total. So what cool powers do I get? Uh, you have forced persuasion. Should I mind trick? That's force persuasion. Um, You have, let's say, force heal. Which... Does the dark side not have that? No, they have something called... I think it's called Sith Drain. (laughs) Yeah, I figured it was something vampiric. But I don't have the ability to grow Jedi angel wings yet. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, uh, one more thing. How did you like learning that Obi-Wan completes the rest of his training because Qui-Gon learned how to come back from the dead? Yeah, that's... 
Oh my god, that's so dumb. Qui-Gon learned to come back from the dead and doesn't come back in a later movie as a force ghost. Like they they just tell you he learned how to force ghost and then he doesn't come back as a force ghost. Like but George, you edited in more force ghosts in not Qui-Gon? Did Liam Neeson not want to come back? I understand. Oh, good old Qui-Gon. Right. He's the strongest Jedi. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll be back to discuss Ethan's general thoughts on the prequels and what he's hoping for from the future of Star Wars. Right after this break. Scooby-Doo! The Dean from Community, right? So- mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Community, and it's just so funny to think that. First of all, he's amazing in Community. He's the best character. Mm-hmm. He's consistently the best character. Like other people are okay, but he's he's never bad. Yeah, I would say he's second to Chevy Chase until he's. <laughs> stop! Stop it! Stop it! I'm gonna cut that joke off right fucking there. I will not sit here and oh because i mispronounced his name as chevy chevy (laughs) chevrolet chase we're back (laughs) again coming in on chevy chase this is not the first time so ethan you walked away with Let's see, 60 points available. You were just shy of 30 points. Okay. So you didn't know the prequels super well. Mm-hmm. I think that's because a lot of the questions that you had asked me, and I don't blame you for doing this, were about dialogue or like how people sound or like what their vocal tics are. And I'm sure you designed it that way. Because as you know, they don't talk in the Lego games. Yeah. <laughs> There's no discussions. I had to be very careful about talking too much about story in these quizzes because you said you'd played the Lego games, so I didn't know how much of the story you retained. Um, a, a strange, inconsistent <laughs> amount. Yes. It's how much I retained. But what I found when I was making the Attack of the Clones quiz was that it was, even if I wanted to write questions about the story, it was extremely hard to. There's no story. Like, I I, I would like to go revisit the Lego games because they are fun. Yeah. Um, But now that I think about it, the prequels are so short in, in that set because there's... There's nothing playable that really happens in them. Yeah. It's and there's a lot of like spaceship sequences and they're not fun in those games. Yeah, I remember the controls being really challenging, especially in two player. I Mhm. And you weren't allowed to invert your camera yeah. or something. That made it <laughs> impossible to like traverse 3D space. Uh um yeah. what were you going to say? When did you watch all the... Did you watch all the prequels at once? Or you said you watched them with Takara? No, I haven't watched any of them in over a year. I think it was like a year and a half ago that I watched the entire saga. 
um, again. But so the prequels just live in your heart. Yeah, I mean, these were what I grew up on. Like, I remember my mm. very first action figure I ever bought was at Toys R Us on the west side of Madison, and it was a Jar Jar Binks action figure from Phantom Menace. And then I... <laughs> I think I stole a kid's Jar Jar Binks toy. <laughs> and then I also had... I had his, like, when he's in rags in episode one, and then I also have him in his mm. senatorial robes. <laughs> Jar Jar's such a weird character. He is. But he was also one of the first motion capture characters in cinema. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look good. No. He, he, I, I mean, he's, he's, he's an atrocity to yes. look at. He's so smooth. Like, you'd think with the remasters, they'd like... And I know this is hard. I'm not just saying, artists, go touch up the textures on yeah. Jar Jar. Uh but he's so smooth <laughs> and fake and glossy. Yeah. Light does not hit him correctly <laughs> at all. But there's so much green screen in the prequels. And I realize that getting into the Disney movies is not going to help that. I would say, well, I don't want to give too much away, but... I would say the Disney sequels do respond well to a lot of the criticism of too much like heavy CGI usage. There is a pretty strong return to practical effects. That's good. Um, and some of them were fun, but we'll get okay. into the ones that I don't like. Yeah. I mean, we're coming up on, uh, we're talking about what's coming mm-hmm. next. So after we, Ethan, delete this if Brandy uh, does No, she out. said she's Next, free. we're going to be. Okay, cool. Next weekend? Yeah, next week. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm very busy this week because I have to edit those clips. Yeah, this next weekend, Takar is spending in Madison, so. Okay. So you're free. Mm-hmm. She'll want to watch Devil Wears Prada. Next, we're doing Devil Wears Prada with Brandy. Yes. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, obviously. Uh, my mom loves it. Uh, and So we'll see yeah, how I that helps. I haven't seen it. Uh, I only know about it through like NBC sitcoms. I think my mom has read the book twice and watched the movie maybe also twice. That adds up. From mm-hmm. You know, I know your mom pretty well. <laughs> you guys are close. Shout out Wes, shout out my mom real quick. She'll hear you. Uh use a big old shout out to Ethan's mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um <clears throat> And then we'll be yeah. from there we'll watch Solo, a Star Wars story, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then Star Wars Episode Six, Return of the Jedi. Ethan has seen... That's going to be such incredible whiplash. <laughs> We're going in chronological order. <laughs> kind of. Story-wise, we are. Story-wise, that's where they fit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know why that struck me as strange. Um. So, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what you think of the standalone Star Wars movies. I am so wholly unexcited for Solo. 
I've heard nothing but bad things about it, which is, I mean, I'm going to guess half of that is very loud Star Wars fanboys, but it seems like movie critics weren't a fan either. So like, I don't know. (laughs) And then Rogue One has mixed opinions, very polarized opinions on it, I would say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess if we're going to talk about the prequels, what are your thoughts leaving them? Did you think they were as bad as the rap they get? I I don't I don't think that the prequels are as bad as everyone says they are. That being said, they are also wholly unnecessary movies. <laughs> but that's the nature of prequels. It's like if you're going to establish lore and like retcon information, mm-hmm. it has to be really good, juicy information. And the story that the prequels attempt to tell about the origin of Darth Vader is not an interesting story yeah. or like maybe it could have been, but the one that they they ended up telling wasn't the best version of that story. Um, and I think they succeeded the most in episode three, but then episode one and two is a lot of world building that doesn't add up to anything because it's also like side by side. Here's what's going on with Palpatine, but he's never going to be on screen. So yeah. fuck you. I would say there's a criticism of the prequels that, you know, a, a huge part of Darth Vader's success as like a, like preeminent cinematic villain was that he was just like an unknown quantity he was just a terror who used force and hunt like darth maul exactly so it was i think like you said there's a very you have to be very careful with how you humanize a character that has almost no character (laughs) to begin Mm -hmm. with because in, I, I think, episode one and two, and to a degree in episode three, uh, they really make him come across more as pathetic in some ways. He's a pathetic, petulant yeah. child that got to survive and was given a bunch of power. And then I imagine that if I were to go back and watch episodes four and five, I wouldn't find him threatening yeah. at all because of all this information that... I, I kind of wish I didn't know about Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yes. That being said, uh, these movies do a good job with uh, making a character who I thought was boring, Obi-Wan Kenobi, more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a strong reason why they're making uh, an Obi-Wan limited series on Disney Plus with Ian McGregor. I don't want that. Um I don't, need I don't need it either, and I I'm tentative about it. But it makes sense to me that they return that if they're going to return to any prequel content, that they would return to him. Jar Jar. <laughs> think about it. They could do. They could easily do a kid series about Jar Jar. I think so. Or is the money is the money for Star Wars not in the child demographic? <laughs> At this point, in Star Wars, there is an industry created solely to tear apart star wars so that is 
I would say, even more powerful than the actual Star Wars <laughs> industry. Honestly, honestly, they should they should tank Star Wars. They should intentionally make it yeah. awful, <laughs> so they can rise from the ashes a decade from now. Anyway, uh, this episode is brought to you by The Bad Batch, now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> what is that even about? You'll have to see the latest season of The Clone Wars. Uh, but it's like, uh, it's like a group of sp- specific clones that were... They were built different. <laughs> um, okay. Hashtag yeah. built different. Like, eat, like, there's one clone that, like, was given, like... Essentially, they just filled the archetypes of any team. Brains, bronze, you know, bad boy, all of that. Um, so that one Rick and Morty episode where the four Mortys escape from school... I've never seen Rick and Morty. Don't. <laughs> if you want to talk about toxic and fan that's exactly bases... <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Um... And it's following this group of clones after Order 66 happened. I don't care. It doesn't really excite me. I, I've always found the clones... I've always found any character that has a blaster to be pretty uninteresting. Han? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, blaster crossbow. No, I still find Chewbacca, <laughs> but Tarful. Tarfur, Tarful? <laughs> What's his name? Tarfur. Be careful. He carries a staff. <laughs> what is the Wookiee staff weapon? What's that all about? Where's my prequel series about the Wookiee staff? Now, imagine if they made a prequel series like they did for Darth Vader, but about Darth Maul. That'd be bad. I don't want that. I don't care. <laughs> you see some origin story for him, or at least origin information for him in the Clone Wars when they bring him back. Okay. He does become an interesting so character my... in the Clone Wars. <laughs> okay. Here's here's my question, though. Um, what Star Wars media am I now allowed to consume that will not spoil me for your quiz questions moving You can forward? watch like, all of the able... Clone Wars. Star Wars The Clone Wars. Okay. So what you're telling me now is I can tap out of Star Wars now and I'm good. Like, I can just watch the Clone Wars and have my good stuff and never revisit it again. I think even to a degree, uh, no. You could watch some of Star Wars Rebels as well. But you'll have to watch the Clone Wars first. Well, I'm, I was planning on doing that anyway. That's what that's what all but I can't watch The Mandalorian no. yet. Okay. Damn. That I have to wait for. No, I don't think you could. A season 2 gets more into how it relates a little bit to the sequel trilogy, but okay. I don't want anyone listening to think that I only want to watch The Mandalorian because I think Baby Yoda is funny. That's not me. I'm in it for the frog people. Yes, thank you. (laughs) 
The Mandalorian does have because some good uh, background characters. I'm in it for I'm in it for the frog people. I'm in it for any weird droids mm-hmm. that show up. There's a gonk droid. Yeah, I'm pumped. Sick. Uh, gonk. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I'm also in it uh, for. I wish I remembered his name, uh, but I only know him as Appa from Kim's Convenience. The older Korean gentleman who's a rebel pilot. Or at least he's dressed in all orange. I don't know if he's necessarily a rebel pilot. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. He's a very small character. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm there for. Because I love that guy. And you're there for Boba. <laughs> I'm absolutely in no way interested in what's going on with boba you're not gonna watch the upcoming series book of boba (laughs) that was announced no i i'm not why do they always pick the character the background characters i don't care about i know i that's that's something i want to talk about before we end the podcast what we already talked about some of my favorite background characters in the prequel. Gonk Droid, well, Jocasta New. He's not in there. It was one of my favorites in the prequels. Yeah, I know. Dex. Dex. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what what characters have stuck with you? Uh, I mean, you know I'm absolutely devastated at the loss of R4. <laughs> uh, I think that's unforgivable. Um. The uh, Kaminoans are actually really cool, and I like them a lot. <laughs> I really like them because they they exist in this kind of lack of any type of morals. Yeah. They seem more beast. Or they're just like, <laughs> on yeah, they're terrifying in the on their planet that never stops raining. No, that's are like, you talking about the Kaminoans or are you talking about the Geonosians? Yeah, the Kaminoans. Oh, no, I'm talking about the Kaminoans. The... I'm not talking about the racist Geonosians. No, you're talking about I don't care about them. That's New Gunray. Geonosians are the insect people. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I hate them. I hate those insect people. No. Who am I talking about? You're talking about the Kaminoans with the long necks? Kaminoans. Yeah, I like them. Mm. Uh, No, the the Geonosians are absolutely (laughs) more beast than man. They're like Animal Crossing yes. fans. <laughs> uh, but you said Kaminoans are like neutral. They don't really. What? No, they're they're like less than neutral because they're they're like these beings that think they're higher than life itself if they're willing to experiment with cloning True. this much. It's like this wholly amoral process <laughs> of teaching all these young Django Fets how to be child soldiers. Um. Here's so I'm not interested in Boba Fett. I am interested if we were going to do like, what was it like for Boba Fett to grow up on that planet? That's the story that I. You get some more Boba stories out of the Clone Wars too. Okay, cool. Like that's that's what I'm interested in. Who are their background characters that I like? Uh, Sabalba. (laughs) Sabalba fucks, dude. Sabalba fucks. My uh, my brother's favorite character from episode one. You might not even remember her, but there's a character Anakin runs into and is like buying something from, and she's like this old woman, and she's like, "There's a storm coming, Addy. 
Better get home quick. <laughs> I remember her. I remember her. I also like Annie's uh, friend who goes, that's wizard. <laughs> uh, where's baby Greedo spinoff? He's not baby Greedo. I'm racist, dude. They're all Greedo. <laughs> I'm even going to look him up. <laughs> um, watch. You find no, out that it's it is not. baby I'm... Greedo that was friends with young Anakin. Uh, shout out to um, Klee Glars' first wife. Who else? Who else? All the go- I feel like all the good background characters are in episode one. Yeah. Because there's nothing in Attack of the Clones. There's <laughs> nothing good in that movie. Not even a little bit. Joe Castanu, the librarian. Joe Castanu, I'm sure. <laughs> She, and Dex. Dex and Joe Costa are the only things that you can lift out of Attack of the Clones. Do you still just absolutely love how the, the Darth Vader Marvel comics covers has an entire issue covered about... Uh... Oh, killing Joe Casta new? That's amazing. She puts a, a fight, too. Just like a bunch of kidnapped Jedi children. <laughs> By far the weirdest piece of lore from episode one. Oh, Jedi? Yes, we were all kidnapped children. Uh, who else? Who else is good? I do like the weird lizard thing that uh, Obi-Wan rides around on. Oh, uh, yeah, the big cackle. The yeah. <laughs> 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 it's falling. That thing's really yeah. cool. Really what like about the Udapawans with their big teeth? Oh, I don't like them. I really don't like them. They deserve to have their planet destroyed. <laughs> uh, fuck Commander Cody. <laughs> There's a big Commander Cody like fandom. You'll see a lot more of him in the Clone Wars. Fuck Commander Cody. Fuck him. <laughs> A cab. <laughs> All Cody's are bastards. And, and on, on that, that note, that note <laughs> yes, you've been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. Ethan has a prequel score of twenty nine and a half out of a possible sixty. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet or on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and you can follow me at Baby Westway. And remember, all Cody's are Our bastards. bastards. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>